Well, today was fun. How was everybody? Did you go to a brewery afterwards? It sounded like Lindsay said that's what you said the plan was. <laughs> we weren't gonna, but then on the way home, it's just one left, you know, to go there. And I thought, you know what? It's It was one o'clock. She wanted some other food. She didn't want to eat pizza. She had a piece and she only ate half of it. So she <laughs> she left or she turned left. We went to Ennegrin and across that that beautiful little alley I've described to you across from Ennegrin, the brewery that doesn't serve food. They have this place called Fire and Vice. I think that they have um, coffee and pizza and other other things. So she got she ended up getting a salad, which was pretty good. Nice. Yeah, so she filled up on that. We were only there for about an hour. I really wanted to wait and listen to the live music. It was a guy <laughs> guy and a girl. They got there at 1.45, set up by 2, and I thought, oh, they're going to play at 2, but they didn't go on until right, yeah. 3. So um, we were just sitting there waiting for them to get on. We listened to a couple songs and then just kind of took off. Yep, time to go. Yep, we had to go. So we, we went there for a couple hours. Were the kids zonked? No, man. Really? They, you know what they were up doing? They were up mm. until... An hour ago, doing the Lego set that you got. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's fun. They've never had one where you have to actually go through the the app and it's interactive. So they had a oh, blast cool. with that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, good. How was your afternoon after you left? Good. So we, on the way home, I was like, oh, let's hit up. Let's do, what did I do? I text Susie and I was like, hey, should I, I have these Target returns in the car. Should I return them? And then she didn't answer. I was like, they're 100% napping. We're going to go to the Target that's next to the Guitar Center. And they're going to take Wes into Guitar Center. So we went, did the returns. It was like over $100 in returns, which is always awesome. And then uh, went to Guitar Center. It was a really tiny Guitar Center um, comparatively. Like, I was like, you know, I'm, I guess I'm used to the Hollywood store and the Sherman Oak store, which are very big. Um, this one was relatively small. Um so the bass section was like a corner and the drum section was like a half of a wall. Like it wasn't like rooms like I'm which one to. was this? This is in T.O., I think, or uh, oh, okay. Agora, maybe. Um, yeah. OK, that, that was the one I was going to go to if they didn't have what I wanted at in. I think it was not Sherman Oaks. It's the one in the dead center of the valley, Northridge, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, you're at the small one, tiny little place. <clears throat> yeah. But in the bass section, dude, they had a. um. I played this bass that had active pickups. I never would have picked this bass up. It was like an Ibanez or a Schecter. It was a Schecter Matlack <laughs> bass. It was so unlike me. Active pickups. But the dude was like, he uh, he was like, if you want to play something that sounds really great, play that. And I was like, really? I played it, dude. It sounded really fucking good. I was yeah? like, I would never, ever in my fucking life. Like, I'm too vain, I think. I have to look like Mark Hoppus or else I want nothing to do with it. Um, I would never buy an instrument based solely on the sound of it. It has to look cool. And that that bass did not look cool. But uh, it sounded really good. I would that's a studio bass for sure. I would buy if I had like a studio and I was recording music all the time, for sure I would record with that bass for sure. Yeah. But I'd never play a show with it. Fuck no. Um, <laughs> anyway, they had a uh, they had a little short scale Fender P bass that I put in Wes's hands. Oh, really? Like a yeah. junior model? Mm-hmm. Oh, those so, are so cool. He played with that a little bit, and then he was asking, what, what are the guitars with the holes in them? I was like, let's go to the acoustic room. So we went to the acoustic room. There's a dude playing, like, classic flamenco-style guitar. And I was like, okay, well, we got to be really quiet, and you can't touch anything <laughs> because he's playing. Did you go in the in the furthest room, the one with the sliding glass door? Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. wow. Damn. So, uh, Showing so yeah, all we the went goods. in there, but the dude was in there playing, so I was like, eh, all right. Well, right. Go I know. I feel like I've been, I invade people's space, but I when I was testing out my guitar, I was in there for a good hour. 
just oh, noodling yeah. around people. And I, I felt but that bad. Was probably I, what he was doing. Like he's probably intent on purchasing something. Yeah. The, we're just browsing. Right. So then we leave. I, we go along the guitar wall. Um, there were some, you know, nothing great. Um, but I'm not a guitar head. Uh, and there were some teens in there playing like uh, Santeria and <laughs> fucking Tom Petty and shit. And then uh, took him to the drum section. We played drums for probably a half hour. It was really fun. And uh, like a couple of electronic kits. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and then uh, went to the keyboard section. He played a little Harry Potter and then we were out. <laughs> and then uh, got some gas on the way home. And uh, then what did we watch? We watched Newsies. And then uh, it was bedtime, and I did the rest of my research while Susie watched some Dateline. I'm jealous she gets to finish it. So, oh, yeah. Which what's the what's the episode? It was a Keith Morrison episode, which is always my favorite. Oh man, oh, wow. it was on a on a lonely deserted <laughs> highway or something like that. One would think. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was dark. <laughs> <laughs> I love Keith. Anyway, yeah, that was a, it was a busy, really busy, fun weekend, and I gave I gave you a little preview of what we did yesterday. But basically, we went out with a buddy for his birthday. After uh, Susie took Wes to the symphony, uh, so yeah, and then you had a good fun weekend. Yeah, it was Lots busy. Of birthday I just, shenanigans for Jack. Yeah, I just had mentioned to Lindsay a few minutes ago just how fast it all went by from everything that we I did. I can't believe like I have to work tomorrow. <laughs> I know. And I'm, thankfully, I was able to set up my lesson. It's going to be a big project. It's going to be the first big group project. So I have everything set up. I don't know. It's just a, it's a new thing for me to have to force students into groups. And I'm such like a, like, I don't want to push people into places. Like, Lindsay would have no problem. Get into, you have 60 seconds. And this is what she said. She's like, you got to give them 60 seconds to get into groups. If they don't, then you can form form their groups. But that's it. And I'm almost like, guys, take about 10 minutes, talk it out, get together, see who's jiving, you know, what feels good, if they're vibing, you know, you're feeling a good 10 thing. minutes because you want to text me about stuff. <laughs> I know, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got to do that. I got to go out of my comfort zone a little bit. In the morning, though, my God, my my first period, they're all so, so asleep. So it's fine. Oh, yeah. they're, they're so receptive. <laughs> it's just like, do whatever, this. Whatever, Mr. Miller, sure. Yeah, man, whatever, okay. dude. Just let me lay down. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. so yeah yeah we do have to go back to work tomorrow which sucks but i'm gonna sleep in tomorrow morning a little bit i'm not gonna get up and do any kind of exercise or anything oh okay so like what what is get up and do some exercise what time is that 5 45 i get up and then i'm out the door at six for my three mile run and then i come back are and the we'll, kids up by that back? time yeah yeah most of the okay. time i'd say 50 percent of the time maybe yeah. not most but half the time yeah they're up yeah yeah so I'll eat my breakfast, have my coffee, and then uh, get ready for the day. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that it's a full moon tonight? I did. Yeah. The kids were excited to see it. Keaton said, it's a circle moon. And then Wes <laughs> says, it's made of cheese. And Keaton says, no, it's not. And so we asked Keaton what it was made of. He said, French fries. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. Yeah. Whatever makes you happy about that. I looked it up because I had to look. Is tonight a full moon? And it said, today's moon is full. Uh, with our 2023 like, moon. What is it, like 99.95% full? Yeah, like but also, it says, uh, why Why is tonight's full moon called a blue moon? Do you know why it's called blue moon? It's the, it, there will be two full moons in February then? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, oh, I yeah, don't know how. It says, it's, it, well, it says a blue moon is a special. Days. It's an extra moon in a season with four full moons. So maybe it's not. 
oh, in the same month. I see, I see, I see. So it's the also extra been, full moon is is falling to this yeah, week. Got it. Yes. Got it. So, but it says it's also been used for a second full moon in the calendar month. Yeah, but it, this is a shortened month and it's not a leap year. Right. So um, what the, what that means, though, is that the full moon will be the first week of March. And March is a month with 31 days. So very likely there will be two full moons in March. Got it. Cool. Yeah, man. Damn, dude. Look at you getting all scientific. <laughs> this is Jimmy Pod. <laughs> I did pretty well with the <laughs> trivia this week. Um, yesterday was my buddy's birthday, and he was like, you know, it's free to ride on the Metro here in L.A. all day. Do you know why? And I was like, because it's Rosa Parks' birthday. He was like, whoa. And the waitress was uh, just behind me at that moment. She was like, I was about to say it, and then you said it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knew, man. <laughs> whoa. Um, so, yeah, man. Uh, that, yeah, nothing huge. That was our weekends. Uh, yeah. Cl- classic dad stuff. I have some really fun stuff from Mitch this week. Good, um, so I'm good. excited to get into that. Um, oh, I did want to say over demo. Okay, so we're wrapping up the show. And we discussed with our group of Google Drive ha- havers, Kevin and uh, and uh, Futures Past, Steven, Brand, and uh, Linux, Jed. Uh, and all of us have this. Am I forgetting anybody? I want to credit You, you said Kevin, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you got it. Um, we all are the arbiters of this thing, but like, I, I, we, I gotta add that to the list too. We gotta do a deep dive with Stephen because he knows like stuff. <laughs> like he's like, oh, I. He's like, I know I have this concert. I'll get it to you when I get home. And I'm like, I have no idea what I have. And like, and then he's like, he has details about it. He's like, oh, there's a guy that heckles Jim the entire show. And it's like, fuck, like, you have this encyclopedic knowledge of this right. shit. So yeah. anyway, um, <laughs> I thought we would do that. Anyway, he had mentioned, so he's vetting. We sent him what was left of the episode and said, hey, have we forgotten anything that stands out to you? And the only thing he mentioned was the demo of Over, which we did play. This is the demo of Over we played on the show. Is this the one that's untitled? This is called 12 Untitled Over Demo MP3. However, so this is the one we played on the Over episode. Now, I didn't do the homework and determine if we went back and played this. However, this other one was not in my show notes. And this is in the Clarity Demos folder. And it is... What am I... What am I doing? What am I doing? Over Demo. It's in the Clarity Demos folder. Hold on. And it is Secret Crush. I believe this is it. Wasn't Secret Crush the over demo? How much tape is? Nope. <laughs> That's right. I remember that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Apologize for me not remembering this correctly. Uh, is it this instrument or this untitled 11 untitled? Yeah, here we go. So this is the other one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like Death Cab. Do you know the name of this effect? Phaser? Is or? it? Would it be like a really mess, like a really messed around phaser? Yeah, uh, maybe not a phaser. Um, a um. No, I think it's phaser. 
So I forget if we played this on that episode. This was not in my show notes, and I don't think I saw it in your show notes. So trying to be as complete as we can be. It sounds like Tom singing. Yeah, it does. Tom no, channeling no, his, no, no. <laughs> his his early to mid nineties sound. Born to dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we've got new Patreon episodes in the queue. I'm really excited for some of the ones coming up. Um, yeah. And uh, and yeah, we should set one up with Stephen Brand too, so we can talk about that and what happened to Steve's rare music because I think he had some drama with youtube and getting some of his stuff pulled down and all that stuff so uh any other housekeeping that you could think of uh nothing that i got in my list no all right sweet well the track is scientific from the 1994 self-titled uh record this is track 10 of 11 this is our final mitch track yeah um so uh i did reach out to mitch we have a bunch of stuff from mitch on this okay so both Genius and Jimmy Eat Wiki, I think we said this before, have this being released January 23rd, 1994. However, that's when the 94 demo was released because it was recorded between the hours of the 23rd and 24th of January 1994. And this is the self-titled album, which from the research we've done during the show, we've determined was late 94. So, um... I just wanted to point that out that Jimmy E. Wiki still has it. So we'll talk to Jed about getting that. <laughs> I, I suppose it would be nice if we had a release date, but we also talked to Jim and he was like, stuff just came out like, oh, right. The records are in. Uh, let's just take it down to the <laughs> right. store and drop it yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. um, Nothing really so that produced official. by uh, produced by uh, Steve Naughton and Jimmy world. Um, or really, you know, Steve hit record and Jimmy world. <laughs> played Pro- and steve probably said yes that sounds good or no do it again <laughs> and jimmy Earl listened to it uh, uh this was all at the phoenix recording company which uh isn't we determined that was part of a church and probably the church that zach got married in right yep yep central cool. christian church yep um written uh by jimmy eat world singer is tom on this song uh like i said this is a mitch porter song but the ascap has rick man uh, and i won't stand for this mitch erasure um, right Bring Mitch back. Bring Mitch yeah. back. <laughs> uh, this is a wooden blue record, uh, a uh, release. Uh, this is <laughs> publishing. It doesn't really have publishing. Uh, I guess, you know, uh, currently on ASCAP, it's probably, you know, do I get a pickle with that or something? Um, but the copyright on the 1994 release says copyright 1994 Jimmy Egg Rolls. Yeah. Do I get a pickle with that music? Um, but it says, yeah, copyright 1994 Jimmy Egg Rolls on the uh, liner notes. No demo that I know of. However, I asked at the end of the track, you know, how you hear that? Ready? Like, or something in the yeah. in the studio, Mike. Um, I asked Mitch about it. I was like, hey, what what was the deal with that? And he was like, on the demo or on the 7-inch? And I was like, well, I didn't find any 7-inch for this. He's like, I could be confused. but um, uh, And then he was like, is this on the cassette or the CD? And I was like, we only have the CD. I haven't even seen on Discogs that the, a cassette of this exists. But He's he was like at, in the end he was like you know what I never even noticed it before tonight, <laughs> before you mentioned it so I don't know I don't know what the deal with that is. Um, also, there's no set list FM entry for this. However, Mitch said of this song, uh, let me actually quote him directly here. I'll go ahead and read most of his stuff. He says this is a tough one. I remember it was what we closed with 
for those early shows. There is a shout-out to Mr. T. That's cool. Some of the sounds in the song came from unplugging a yellow overdrive and touching the jack to the metal on the pedal. Makes the sci-fi movie sounds. Wish I had more. Can't really think of anything else. And then we went on and on and on and talked more. Um, but <laughs> that was the beginning of that. Uh, just that they closed a lot of those early shows with this song. And it is like a long one. Um, yeah, said seven just over seven one. minutes, right? Seven yeah. minutes and one second, mm-hmm. something like that. So this is uh, the uh, the beginnings of what the the type of long tracks that they would have, like Goodbye Sky Harbor. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, seven a seven-minute alt-rock jam like that's uh there were some comments i think there was one or two comments that i read there wasn't a lot but people mentioning that this was early early Mm -hmm. like uh alt prog rock (laughs) yep because it's a tom song no notable high notes or low notes because the blog that i get those from is just about jim on last fm there are 6450 listeners of this track who've scrabbled at 18.2 thousand times it says none for me, so my guess is that there's maybe a bunch of different entries for this song, and mine is getting counted against on some right. other entry of the song. Um, uh, are, this is not on Spotify, so no, no it's not. There. Yeah, nothing there. I was surprised. I had four scrabbles for this. Mm. Two in 2010 and two in 2011. Again, those years that I was probably collecting all of my stuff in my iTunes library that I had mm-hmm. that I had acquired. Yep. And so, yeah, I, I've listened to this more than four times, but that's what it says. Yeah. You know, I mean, paper. I probably listened to it four times tonight alone. Yeah, and right. It, it wasn't <laughs> up there. Um, so my guess is that it's getting counted somewhere else. And I was too lazy to go find out what it was. Um, so structure wise, this there was no tune bat entry, but there is a three minute intro, which is pretty cool. And then around the two minute mark, I kind of lose the one. Like, it sounds like. It's I, I, I fall into like the half beat or something yeah. where it sounds like a different type of beat that makes sense. It doesn't sound, but it's more like an accent on the one and three, this beat. And um, I, I kind of lose the one around the two minute mark. And then when the guitar comes in, then I'm like, oh, okay, there it is. Um, I have that problem a lot. There's a couple blink songs where I just don't know where the one is until the yeah. verse starts. <laughs> um, and no matter how many times I've heard it too. Well, I think like Travis, Travis is really good at hiding that stuff, yeah. throwing it around like it could be there, but just the the way that he played it, yeah, it makes you think it's well. Here, let's different. let's do a quick uh, listen, real quick. Uh, All right, pull it up here, and I'll I'll jump to that two minute mark and show you that, and then maybe I'll play you one of the Blink songs where I lose a uh, lose the one. All right, here we go. Scientific. I'm going to jump to two minutes here. Okay. It's right when that drum beat starts. See, I would count it. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. But then the guitar comes there, and I'm like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit early, right? Just a, like a. I think half, they're doing like it right. Anda. I think I'm losing the count. Yeah. Um, And so, uh, what's one of the Blink songs? It's on nine. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. And I just never know where it is. 
Oh, it doesn't want me to pull it up. Nine. Did you say there was a shout out to Mr. T? So, yeah, we'll talk about that. <sighs> okay, yeah. thank you. The lyrics are not correct, and I think I know where they got them wrong. Okay. Um, I believe where it says 18 in 86. Yeah. And I confirmed it with Mitch is a team in 86. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, let me see. It's one of these songs. Let's see. No, this is very easy. Tragedy. Yeah, I know that. This one. I don't know where the one is. <laughs> That's where I find it, finally. So now I'm going to start it over. Now that you know the rhythm of the song, tell me if you find the one. So I'll let it go a little bit. I will not find it again. Watch. I think I can hold on to it. I, I don't know. I can't find it. <laughs> I can't find it until the second half of Mark's line there. Um, anyway, that's a really fun song, by the way. Listen to the chorus of it. This should have been a single. What a great song. All right. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> Mitch's last note. Yeah. Mitch hits a sour note. <laughs> Let's listen to it. He said, don't roast me too much. And what's <laughs> funny is I literally picked up my phone to ask him about it. And he had already messaged me. Oh, my God, that last note. <laughs> um, so I, I won't roast him about it. He knew. But it's pretty... It's pretty great. Um, and yeah, a two minute and two, 22 second outro, which is pretty fun to listen to. All right, here we go. You'll hear, you'll hear him slide to the note. It doesn't sound that bad, though. <laughs> no, yeah, it's totally yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like ending the song here's the thing is yes because (laughs) i heard it so i was gonna ask is it a wrong note or is that was that the intention because it doesn't it's fine but right it is just a wrong note (laughs) (laughs) and what did he say here let me read he says uh that's what you get for jumping around in the studio while you're recording (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that was a fun little uh easter egg for me let's see what did what did he say specifically he says uh dude that last note, and then an X, a red X emoji. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that's jazz, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's a note. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what you get for jumping around in the recording studio. <laughs> and uh, and so, yeah, there there is that. And, and then I asked about the ready at the end, and he didn't know much about it. And then, oh, he did... He's rooting for you. He says, I'm sure he'll be glad to, this is the last Tom song to get over. <laughs> um, but he's he's wishing you the best with these lyrics. Oh, he was God. Like, I, I mean, I'm glad that he, he fixed me with that the A-team because that was a huge 
That yeah, was a so, huge like uh, hurdle for me to try and find 18, 18 and 86. I even went the when we get to song meanings, there was the third comment down. And I, was, and I thought to myself, this is completely off what this individual had said about where the 18 and 86 came from. But now oh, it makes so much. Hmm? Yeah. So I did say that the lyrics on Genius are all over the place. I assume where they have 18 Tom is singing a team for the Mr. T reference since he'd already he'd already tipped me off that there was a Mr. T reference in the song. So I was looking for it. And he says, um, dude, you got me on lyrics. I think it's a team and Mr. Team and Mr. T. So uh, where it says history on the thing, it doesn't even sound like that's what Tom is saying. He's saying Mr. T, but he's saying Mr. T and something. And I wonder if we could see if maybe we'll listen to the song line by yeah, line. And let's see if do we can that. Let's them. do that. Yeah. Because um, it definitely are you pull sound, it up or you want me to drive? Um, you go ahead and drive. I'll listen. Okay, you've got you've that. got original sound from musicians. Oh, here's on, right? here's a little more context too. Or you know, I'm gonna give the rest of this context at the end. But um, we do end up with a uh, with a. It's the only thing that makes sense as a uh, joke because <laughs> it just doesn't. So, um, uh, all right, let me jump to three minutes because that's where the first lyrics are sung, and then we can uh, jump into the lyrics. Shall we? Yeah. All right. Okay. That sounds pretty straightforward. Nothing. Right. So uh, egregious that we don't know what's going on, but go ahead and let us know what they are. Okay. So I, I broke the verse in half. Uh, so it's, yeah, these two lines here, uh, 20 million miles away, like something coming in a tidal wave from outer space. And it's so near that comes right here. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I looked up what stuff is 20 million miles away. Mm. Uh, I did come across this 20 million miles to earth movie from the God, the 50s. I think it was. Interesting. One of those like claymation style, very similar to um, very similar to like the King Kong. 1957. Yeah. Yeah. There was a couple two minute trailer on it. Very um, interesting. Oh, do we watch it? Let's do it, man. Let's All do right. it. Put it in and watch together. Let's All right. check it out. All right. Here it is. A manned space flight from Venus crash lands in the Mediterranean, losing its most precious cargo, reptilian <laughs> eggs from the planet's surface. I mean, that's just the. this is great. Oh, wow, look at that VFX. That's great. Yeah. Flash, first U.S. rocket ship to reach Venus. Crashes, Crashes on, on return. return. Captive Venus monster escapes. Ooh, great. Doubles its size in every night. Yeah. It's fast. Runs amok on Earth. Look at that. They got the flamethrower going on. Runs yeah, amok man. on Earth. Modern, Modern weapons, weapons helpless, helpless to, stop to stop it. Worldwide panic. Oh, man, you always feel bad for the real animals to get hurt, right? <laughs> From Washington From to Washington Rome. To Rome. 20 million miles to Earth. Man, it's pissed. Oh, yeah. This is definitely an MST3K movie, you know? Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> XY-21, which crashed into the Mediterranean Sea on the 11th, was a single-stage, astro-propelled rocket launched 13 months ago from a site within the United States. The rocket, with its complement of 17 men, 
had landed on the planet Venus. Venus? The planet Venus? Some of you may also have heard the story the planet. of a monster now confined here in Rome's zoo. That beast is from Venus. Oh, oh they captured it. They've awakened it. Oh, yeah. It's pissed. Colossus Astride Coliseum. Nothing, Nothing like, it. like it. Ever known or shown. 20 million miles to Earth. A Columbia picture. I'd watch <laughs> it. Snacky it, it got like, yeah. I think, uh, something like three. Three out of ten stars, but I'd still watch it. <laughs> they come into possession of an Italian zoologist who watches as one hatches to reveal a rapidly growing monster. His American granddaughter, Marissa, and returned astronaut Calder must battle with the American and Italian military to corral the creature before it destroys everything in its path. 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb, oh, 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, there you go. So it's actually pretty good then. Yeah, 88% of Google users like this movie. Somebody said, well, it's not as bad as, uh, or it's it's not as bad as Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> so not not full on B movie, but. No. Just like a, just a pretty crappy movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Okay. There's so yes. Right, sweet. 20, 20 million miles away. away. I looked I looked at what was 20 million miles away. And yes, roughly uh 20 million miles away from us is Venus, but uh a tidal wave from outer space, could it be something from Venus? Could it be some kind of radio signal from another world? Could they have just watched this film on TV and then Tom's thinking, I need to write these lyrics. <laughs> uh okay. So that's what those couple of lines could mean and right. go ahead and continue with the audio. I'll do the next two. Yep. All right. <sighs> One Defender. I feel like that could be any 80s movie that I'm trying to see space. if anybody from the A team, I'm not familiar with the show, but was there like a cast member who left in season 3 and got replaced or something? No, it was always it was always all four. It looks like in season 5, they've got they've got Murdoch. They've got maybe they did leave. Um yeah, so they've got Nope, it's all four there. They just added yeah. a couple of people in there. Mm. It's still all four. Yeah, so it's still um, they the Dishpan Man, Eddie Velas as Frankie Dishpan Man Santana. So they must have added him um, <laughs> as a credited character that year. You can see Hannibal's got his arms around him. Nice. I guess just to maybe a younger guy like they did in Chips. Yeah, they need just to adding younger Get too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah. I love when a plan comes together. Is that an A-team uh, thing? Yeah, know. that was that's what Hannibal would say at the at the end of something that, that went well with his cigar in his mouth. So, yeah, I don't think anyone left. Step out of moving up. You better stay on guard. One defender disappeared, and we want him back. It's funny, because when I was hearing him sing that, now I can't think of anything but 20 million miles to Earth. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, it's, uh, you better stay on guard, that, that fucking monster, like, <laughs> trying to break free. Yeah, see, I'm trying to look if there's any kind of left, 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 no one left. They're just left helpless, yeah. left, 10 minutes left, so nothing that's, um, no one left the show in that season. Uh, so yeah, I still think they're talking about space, 
these guys are so young. They're trying to with what Mitch, which Mitch's theory about the song is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So there's that. I, I think they're just talking about either either some kind of sci-fi film or joking around about being at an arcade, actually playing the game. Defender. Mm. Who knows? Yeah. There was that huge Space Invaders game at the uh, arcade today. Yeah, there was. West so Space was Invaders was, you're at the bottom, right? I had to look up what Defender, do you remember how Defender worked? No. So Defender had, you, it's a side scroller. It was infinite, so you could go, you know, around essentially. You go from front to back. Uh, you had the little uh, diamond-shaped spaceship, and then you would have. Oh, yes, 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 and you would float. And it was almost like the physics of it were correct in that, like, you could propel yourself one way, but you would continue to move in that direction. Was that the you could turn around? Yeah. So I think the thrust worked. Like it wouldn't. It, you you wouldn't could turn, turn around, but you'd have to thrust yourself to stop, or else you'd continue right. to move. Yes. And the reason yeah. why I think they did it that way is because the aliens would show up out of nowhere. They would just appear, and then they would go down and pick up humans, and you would have to destroy their ship. And then not only that, but if they if the person was high enough off the ground, you'd have to capture your. Uh, the human, and then slowly drop them down to Earth. If you didn't, then they would just perish. They would just drop from the sky. It was a hard one. I was, yeah, basically. <laughs> I won, I'll bet you 20 million miles to Earth has a Wilhelm scream in it. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at the, uh, if you look at the slide on Watch Together, that guy that's slumped over, the, the clay man. That Oh, yeah, yeah totally. I bet you He's he did a... that. <laughs> he had a Wilhelm in him. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so this right. next couple lines, this is the chorus, and right now it thinks the last line in the first song, in the first, the last word in the first line is history, but I believe he's saying something about Mr. T here. So let's take a listen and see what we think. Let's just, I'll stop at the first line. All right. Is he saying Mr. Her T? Mr. The T. That's what I th- I was like, Mr. The T? <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing with Mr. The T. It's just Mr. T. Right. right? There's nothing Unless it's an inside in joke. Whoa, what did I just do? Oh, I went into like the visualizer. Apple Music still has a visualizer. And I just accidentally oh, went to it. <laughs> no, that's cool. I used to use that as my... Uh, like screensaver, right? That that yeah. thing. Oh wow! It's a uh, it's Command T. I, I thought I was opening up another tab. It's Command T, <laughs> and Apple Music brings up the visualizer. Does Spotify have a visualizer? Uh, does not know. Yeah, get bent. Get bent. <laughs> you didn't even know it was there. Nope. Mister <laughs> the T. Yeah, no, it just comes up with Mister T. Mister the team. <laughs> Mister the team. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I get the whole A team part does, but right. This we'll, we'll get to the yeah. team. Should we listen to it again? Real quick? Go ahead. Let's listen to it again. I want to hear it. I mean, he's not saying history, Mister Ventine. Yeah, <laughs> Mister Ventine. Huh. Yeah, it's it. It wasn't clear There's enough. There's no me. way he's saying history. No. Lacking Mister Mystery Team, Mystery Team, Mystery the Mystery <laughs> Mystery Mobile. Uh, what are kids gonna be like in Mystery Team? 
And then what mm-hmm. did he go on to say? It's all the same. Is that a thing? Is that say a that saying? again? I wondered, is that an A-team like phrase? It's, it's all the same. No. What's the song remains the same? Somebody used to run, drive by our rehearsal studio and yell that at us all the time. <laughs> the song the remains, song the, remains same. the same. I feel like that's a 60s or 70s oh, reference no. I don't get. Song. Is that Elton John? Don't talk to me like that. I don't fucking know. Is it? Oh, uh, it's Led Zeppelin. The song remains Ew. the same. I'm thinking sad songs say so much. That's that's the Elton John song. This is the song remains. Well, this is okay. So it's all the same. Fortunate, I'm still around. Oh, so, so let's let's look at the word. Let's look at the context here. What are the kids going to be like in something? It's all the same. Fortunate, I'm still around. So he's saying shit's gonna change. At least I'm still here. Is that what he's saying? What do you mean? What do you think he means when he says fortunate? I'm still around. We're pretty sure that's what he's saying, right? Uh, okay, so if, if it's what, it, if it was history, you know, that's what I, what I was thinking originally, is what are the kids going to be like? Yeah, okay. Huh. History, I, like I, I just don't buy it. Yeah, I don't, I don't hear it either. What I was thinking was, is just history is going to repeat itself. It's all the same. Fortunate I'm still around. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe just kind of making themselves yeah. sound like they're very yeah. special. Even further, what is Mr. Mr. T makes no sense in here. New Mr. Ventine. Now, I, I will say on the Jimmy Eat World online archived site, it does have what are the kids going to be like in Mr. T? So they thought on Jimmy World online back in the year 2000, they're like, is he saying Mr. T? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, it's that one's just it was too hard for me to distinguish different from uh anything so different from these next two lines i called the post chorus but is it just more of the chorus well i had originally i had pre-chorus and then this was actually gonna oh, be the chorus got it all right let's listen to it Some of that sounded kind of like Green Day. Yeah. It did. Right before he goes into science can't tell. Yeah. I can't. I don't know if he's saying science can't tell or science can tell. Mm, let's listen I, to it that way. Mm. Let's listen again. Oh, yeah. It's hard to hear. It's, it's hard the, to tell. The key is right tell. There. Yeah. He might just be. And really. I like can't tell. Yeah, right? Science can't tell. Yeah, what are the kids like going to... Yeah, he, he's posing a question. What are the kids going to be like in Mr. T? Mr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all the same. T. I'm still wrong. Yeah, no, I think can't tell makes more sense. Okay, yeah, me too. So science can't tell, got it all wrong. Um, yeah. We can't tell whether we were right or wrong. Uh, w- there's no data that can support this. Right. We can't figure mm-hmm. this out. I, maybe and maybe they're just posing the question of because this year that they're talking about, if it is 86, maybe there was just so much technical technological advancement that they still it's just going to be history repeating itself. Um, I don't know. I think with the title of the track and so far we're talking about space. I think they're just kind of posing this this like a uh, existential question. What are kids going to be like in Mr. T? <laughs> Oh, God. Mr. The T. Mr. The T. 
Oh, I know. You Disturbity? know what? Disturbity? Yeah, we, now, remember, they don't like urban expansion, suburban expansion. Right. Is there right. something there? <sighs> suburban tea. <laughs> <laughs> suburban tea. Um. Lacking Mr. Bentine? Disturbentine? Dis... Is he saying dis... Dis... Dis something? He's saying... And Mr. Bentine? And Miss... And Miss... What are the kids gonna be like and miss their... Venting? And miss their venting? Okay, let's see. No, it says Mister. What? Hey, what? What? Uh, Mister Hurting? Miss? Miss? Lacking? Mister Hurting? What? Lacking <laughs> and Mister. Forty-four J Pod. If you know. <laughs> someone's gonna, you know, you listen to something passively. It's it's. Mm-hmm. I've done. We've we've mentioned this before. It's there's a game where the game is just saying these random. <laughs> Yanny. Cons- Annie bent over, and it's like Annie bent over. <laughs> Andy bent over. You know, you have to listen to somebody else say it, yeah. and then you just go, "Oh, oh, I get it now." Yeah. Here, let's like let's do this. in like like in. Here, I want to. Which uh, minute are you at? Uh, this is at three. He says it at like three twenty-seven. Okay, here let's. I want to see if this if this broke it up at all, so where we can mm. hear it. And mix with their tea, mix with their tea. Oh, what are the kids gonna be like? And mix with their tea. Yeah. Huh. I mean, it it makes more sense. I, right. here, let's do it one more time. What are the kids going to be lacking, missed? Ooh. Be lacking, mister. God, it's so, it's so, I feel like it's right there. What are the kids going to be lacking, mister, their tea? Disturbity. This, this urban. (laughs) (laughs) What are the kids going to be lacking, missed? Lacking mist in their tea. Mist. Mr. Their Teeth. I hear teeth. Listen to this. You can hear it say there's a teeth. Mmm. Teeth lacking mist. Mist through their teeth? Yeah. What are the kids going to be lacking mist through their teeth? <laughs> None of their parents were dentists that were. No, no, there. no one was a dental hygienist either. Uh, what are the kids going to be lacking mist or their teeth? 
<laughs> like what's dumb is when you do it, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what he's saying. But then when, you, <laughs> yeah. when I listen to the words you're saying, I'm like, that's not what he's uh, saying. I know, can't be. Although, I mean, Jim was just like, when he talked to us, he was just like, you know, we just like, all right, it fits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Hold on. While I have this up, I might as well. Here. This is uh... the engine room. Wait, where is it? Where is his little... Uh... Oh, his flub? It's way <laughs> at the oh. end. Yeah, it's G- okay. Give it like 45 seconds because there's a big okay, long yeah. outro. So gritty. Brains do. Ah, nah, didn't catch it. You know what? No, he didn't you do still it. Got, he still have time. There's a big ring out at the end. Oh, you know what? This thing caps off. I'm sorry. Oh, this thing caps at five because of fucking long ass song. Yeah, <laughs> I've never had a song that's that's gone that far. Oh, We've gone funny. too far. We've gone too far. I mean, for well, a free yeah, service. that did sound cool. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. So you know what? I can't, we can't even put him under the microscope again. Nope. Ah, oh, that's so weird. What are the kids? What are the kids going to be lacking missed in their teeth? It's all the same. Fortunate I'm still around. <laughs> yeah, like. <sighs> all right. Well. Uh, let's, oh, okay. Let's, uh, let's go with up. verse two. Around. Oh, why don't you listen to this? See if you could hear the science can't tell. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm gonna All pause right. right there. Ooh, uh, let's solo this. Here we go. Got it all oh, there, here it is. Here it is. Science can't tell. Can't tell. Yeah, he's saying for sure can't tell. Got it all yep. Nice. Yes. All right. Let's go into verse two here. I'll play the first two lines. All right. Long musical break here. Okay. All right. The A team in 86, it focused in our minds. Wake up, take up, kill us all. I'm grown. So the wake up, take us, wake up. Take up, kill us all. Is that an 18 thing? Nope. And you know what's interesting is not one person had ever died. No person was ever shot or killed um, on that show hmm. in, in any episode. They were always suppressing fire or, you know, put out, put out, basically. It's <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of put out of, out of commission, but they've, they've never killed anybody or shot anyone. Very clean show. That's why I think that's why my parents let me watch it. Interesting. Yeah. So nothing yeah, there. Sure. I'm thinking what they're talking about was Ed. And, and I looked up events that happened in 1986. And the ones that really struck with me was Chernobyl and space, mm. the Space Shuttle Challenger disasters. 
Um, and, and my thought was these events, the real world events are forcing them to grow up and realize the world is not a safe place. Wake up, take up, kill us all. I'm grown. Like as a result of all of what I've seen in life and reality, I am now a grown up because it's it, no longer am I being coddled by my parents. But the A-team in 86 kind of throws me for a loop there. It focused in our minds. Yeah. I mean, the team was actively on the air still in 86. Yes, it, that it was season from 83 five. 83 to 87. Yes, that was that was uh, season five. 13, only 13 episodes in that season. Was there a writer's strike that year? Ah, let me look at season four. 23, yeah, maybe. So it, it looks uh, September 24th to May 13th. This one was September 26th to March so I wonder if what happened there. Yeah. Was this the last season? You said it was se- season seven? There was a writer's strike maybe in 88. Yeah. Was there one before that? No. Seasons one through five. That was it. It That's it got canceled. Oh, so I wonder if that's what it was. If this season. is about the. Yeah. If this is about canceling the A-team. This was <laughs> the year grown. though that they brought in. Huh? Now they're grown. They yeah. fucking canceled the A-team. Although, okay, note, although this was the last episode of the series to be broadcast, it is, in fact, the penultimate episode. It was aired out of order more than two months after The Gray Team, which was the one that preceded it, uh, for reasons that remain unclear. A visual clue of the order of the episodes is that in The Gray Team, Murdoch is seen wearing a shirt that says fini, the French word for finished, while whilst in this episode, he is seen wearing a shirt that says almost fini. That's so interesting. What? That's funny. Yeah. Huh. Howling mad. Uh, so wait, the, this aired in 86 or 85? This aired in, so that episode aired in March 8th. So here's here's what I, th- what I think happened. Episode 97, The Gray Team, which is actually the final episode of the series, aired December 30th, 1986. Three months okay. later, the quote unquote final episode, episode 98, aired March 8th, 1987. They canceled it earlier, so it wouldn't... Well, now, there's something about syndication at 100 episodes. But they didn't get to 100 episodes, but you watched it in syndication. Yes. It probably has to do with residuals, then. Had they gotten to 100 episodes, it would have been more expensive to syndicate the show than if they pulled the plug prior to 100 episodes, is my guess. I don't know for sure. Well, you're in the industry. You would think I would fucking know, and I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when, um, remember after like uh, Charlie Sheen was doing that Dragon Blood thing and all that crazy shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Tiger's Blood Men. Yeah, and then FX was like, "We'll give you a show," and his deals stipulate he did anger management, the TV series, and his contract stipulated if the series premiere got above a certain ratings threshold they would produce 100 episodes no matter what so that he could make a ton of money on the The rebroadcasting, on the residuals of the syndication. And so it did, and they produced 100 episodes of that program. And have you ever seen or heard a frame of that show? (laughs) Nope. Isn't that crazy? Not a one. Yep. But he worked it into his deal, and they had to do it. Wow. I thought they they balked on it when he had had asked for that, but, huh. I'm... uh, that we're that's not a Charlie Sheen or anger management thing. <laughs> we're probably talking more about eighteen than we should, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. we'll probably Google it after this. Yeah. Okay. So you want to go to that second half of the verse then? Yep. Let's do it. 
All right. So, I mean, that's the same as before, right? Pretty pretty close. It's step out of moving up. But oh. this is step on up, moving up. <laughs> Take a look. It's in a book. <laughs> Reading Rainbow. I can do anything. anything. All right. Uh, step on up, moving up. You better stay on guard. One defender disappeared, and we want him back. I, I thought they were asking, with all the stuff that came before here, are you going to be the one who defends us, defends our country? Maybe this is about uh, going to war. Who knows? Scientific and talking about stuff that's happening in space. You know, there's there's so much conversation about that now with all the technology that we have and we're spending so much money on on war and uh, making sure that this nation's happy and this and and there's just uh, the groups of people out there that say why what what would happen if we focused our attention on things that might benefit us as a species and not just what benefits us in our pockets. So maybe that's what they're talking about here is that with all the stuff that was going on, I guess Vietnam had ended um, middle of the eighties here. Maybe when they're talking about this, the cold war, uh, I guess they wrote this almost 10 years later, Mm -hmm. but you know, I I think that they've themed this song around a time. Yeah. And so if it was a 20 million miles away, another thing that I looked at was Haley's comet was another thing. Uh, wondered if that because that Haley's comment was wasn't it or no? Hmm. It it was. Uh, what about Haley's comment? It came within twenty million miles of Earth. No, or? and I looked. It was at the closest. It was fifty four point six million miles, but it was in the orbit. It was in mm. Venus's orbit. That's what it had mentioned. Mm. It was there. It, is. Uh, it it was well inside the orbit of Venus and moving at one hundred twenty two thousand miles per hour. So that was that was a a bust. I tried to catch this comet that was just around, but it was really far and pretty faint. Like I never, I never saw it. I tried to send you a picture of what I, what I was like. I'm pretty sure it's like here somewhere, but I just couldn't see it. Um, I remember when Hale Bop came. Oh around. God, that's the one. And I was thinking, I about remember that. seeing it. That was really vivid. Yeah, and that it's wild to see something that has that kind of curvy spray on the back of it, but it's yeah. just static. It's just there, and you think all these yeah. little particles are being reflected off, but the sun. And this thing is huge, and we're seeing this thing. 95, that was. Wow. Hail July Bob. 23rd, 95. I remember that. Yeah. And that sucked to have your name associated with all the other crap that came along with the Hail Bob comet. <sighs> yeah, that was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. I remember being so stoked about it. And then I was like, wait, what happened? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, right. And I'm 11. I'm just turning 11. I'm 10 turning 11. And yeah. I'm like, wait. These these people did what down in uh, San Diego, right? Wasn't yeah, it? Uh, was it uh, this Marshall Applewhite? Is that what his name? Yeah, God, Marshall uh, Heaven's Gate. That's what it was. Heaven's Gate. That's right. In November 1996, amateur astronomer astronomer Chuck Schramick of Houston, Texas, took a CCD image of the comet, which showed a fuzzy, slightly elongated object nearby. His computer sky viewing program did not identify the star, so Shramick called the Art Bell radio program coast to fucking Art Bell. God damn it. <laughs> so this dude called coast to coast to say that he discovered a Saturn-like object following Hale-Bopp. UFO enthusiasts such as remote viewing proponent and Emory University political science professor Courtney Brown soon concluded that there was an alien spacecraft following the comet. Awesome. So that was the UFO... Uh, claims yeah he's 
Ah, man, what a, that, that's so wild. Alien yeah, abduction 39 insurance. members of the Heaven's Gate cult committed mass suicide in March of 97 with the intention of teleporting to a spaceship, which they believed was flying behind the comet. So wait a minute, hold on. It was discovered in 95, but didn't come by until 97. Okay. I was like, I remember it so vividly. It was a couple years after it was discovered, I see. Yeah, so we were in high school, right? No, but no, I we was were almost, close. yeah. Yeah, we were in junior high. It was visible to the naked eye in May of 96. That's when it became visible, Hale Bob. And although its rate of brightening slowed considerably during the latter half of that year, scientists were still cautiously optimistic that it would become very bright. It was too closely aligned with the sun to be observable during December of 96, but when it reappeared in January of 97, it was already bright enough to be seen by anyone who looked for it, even in large cities with light-polluted skies. The internet was a growing phenomenon at the time. As it appeared, the sun had begun to brighten, shining at a second magnitude in February. I remember it being around forever, like, to the point that we were like, there it is, there's that comet again. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just like the Channel 4 news van. Yeah. There's that funny, comet like, again. Yeah, no, right. Uh, Hale-Bopp had its closest approach to Earth on March 22nd, 97, with a distance of, what the fuck is this? 1.35 AU. What is that? Give me, God That's damn. Australian units. In miles. <laughs> okay, uh, what the fuck is this? 1.222237 E plus 8. How far is this? <laughs> I put in what is AU and it's uh it's a measure astronomical of units. Yeah, it's a measure of kilometers. So it's 93 million miles. So it was it was really far. Yeah. And you said Halley's comet came how close to Earth? Halley's comet was 54.6 million miles. Good lord, that was really close. Yeah. That yeah. must have been more impressive than Halebop, but Halebop was definitely the coolest comet I'd ever seen. <laughs> and it was well, around forever. Haley's was around. I do remember all of the. the I remember that being a cool thing, but that was before our time. Yeah, we were two and three years old. But yeah. I do remember like the T-shirts and all the memorabilia that came mm-hmm. out after Haley's Comet. Uh, so I remember it was a pretty cool event. It is possible that we could see it again. It's got a seventy-five year orbital period. Yeah, in in uh, sixty tw- uh, What am I thinking? 2060 2060 2060 2260 see ya uh yeah 2060 mid u.s at long longitude 90 degrees west latitude 40 degrees north in deep twilight all right don't forget justin yeah i won't i won't man for those listening to the podcast now get outside with your (laughs) binoculars Yeah, there was a comment a couple years ago i went and got a couple pictures of but i had to use long exposure photography like only if I look if I looked up and beyond it, I could see it out of the bottom cones of my eye. Yeah, so that was how I knew the, where that, to point the the look the away camera. Yeah. Anyway, this has been comet talk. <laughs> hey, look, this song is called Scientific, and I feel yeah. like this is all pretty scientific. Yeah. How many minutes did we spend on uh, Mr. T that, that line there going back? Well, <laughs> talking about uh, here's Mr. the thing: is the band the the dude in the band said that it was there. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. T. And here's the thing. In 86, they were like 12 years old. Like, they were probably way into the A-team. Oh, yeah. Hell, I was like, I think when I watched it, what, you think it would be in the, around that time. Like, the mid-90s is when I watched it on USA Network. and Oh, USA. Totally, yeah. that's a USA show. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> So, yeah, it was a few years later. They, they you know probably, what I watched on, a lot on USA? 
What's that? American Gladiator. Oh man, yeah. Dun, 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 oh, dude. I watched that. God, they watched, were um, they were scantily clad. Those Weird Science, the TV show. I, I you know what? I I chose not to watch the movie because I didn't want that to taint what I thought of the TV show. And then I watched the TV show later. I mean, probably like 15, 20 years ago, and everyone was downloading stuff, and and yeah. we had and I looked at. I watched it and I go, this is so bad. <laughs> it was so bad, but I loved it. it yeah. I loved it. Um, I also oh. watched Duckman. Yeah, Duckman was great. Dude, I watched so much Duckman. Duckman was like the, to me, is a like a predecessor to the stuff that they put on MTV. Mm-hmm. It yeah, wasn't it was terribly dirty. The same cloth. And it was Klasky Supo, the same animation company that did Rugrats. Yeah. <laughs> Did you do you got do you watch that guy that guy that does the reels like he'll walk in with the business phone and he's like hey we got to get together and he's like we got this classy kasupa and the guy falls on his keyboard and it was like oh <laughs> I didn't see the class do, 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 do. it was really good <laughs> he just falls on it keep in mind it's a low rent animation studio <laughs> don't go too crazy <laughs> cool how about this yeah. That was my favorite one was the golden. It was probably the first one I saw was the golden eye pause music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we got a new game for the N64. We're just designing the pause music. It doesn't have to be that incredible. Okay, how about this? <laughs> it was so good. I like that guy. Yeah. Oh, man. Really but the classic Kasufa one was pretty good. The guy just falls right on the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> No, 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 no. Boop, boop. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. Well, and then after that was USA Up All Night. Oh, man. Yes. That was when it got sexy. Oh, yeah. And, right. and yeah, Silk Stockings came after that, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Here, and this uh, is... I think Dave Attell hosted a, a show. Yeah. Oh, night. dude. I used to get drunk, and I remember there was one clip that he goes, this is my friend Jalapeno. Because he was just trash talking and he was eating food. It was that part of the night. Yeah. It was like a trashier version of what became Anthony Bourdain show, but. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, the 90s. Yeah. All right. Well, those are the lyrics. We did the best we could. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave you some of Mitch's notes. Let's see if I have anything else fun from Mitch here. Uh, we went back and forth about the cassette. Um. Uh, I gave you the best. Oh, so he says, he tells a story. I know that, like a space opera. And I said, oh, of course it is. He was like, it's the only thing that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) So according to Mitch, he was like, I know that Tom was telling a story like a space opera. So with that in mind, that did not help me decipher any of the lyrics, but that was from Mitch about... uh, about he knew that there was a Mr. T reference and he knew it was a space like a story being told. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, this is a fun thing. So, in the liner notes, I did ask him, it says, uh, one of the people thanked is Melanie for being so kind to Mitch. And I asked, what does that mean? Does it mean anything to him? He's like, oh, it was my girlfriend. Major points if you get the shout out on the liner notes. I was like, oh, pro move. <laughs> And, Major uh, points. Yeah. Oh, I did share with him the rave DJ, and he loved it. He was oh, like, "Oh yeah." He says, uh, 
Most of the rave DJs you guys do have me in stitches, and I can't stop laughing. <laughs> but he agrees that this week is great, and I think it is really good. Um, yeah, a team ran from. Yeah, we already talked about that. Liner notes, thank yous. Website blurb says we've said it a zillion times. This was our first full length on CD only. So here we go, CD only. Um, it was also put out by Wooden Blue Records and is currently out of print. It is more on the pop punk side of things. We will let you know if and when this gets repressed, but don't hold your breath because it's not our best stuff, if you know what I mean. And there it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you have? Any track notes about this? <laughs> no. What did I come across here? Oh, I came across a Vice.com article asking, we asked a physicist what would happen if Jimmy ate world. I did have an idea that we would do a a, uh, a, um, a Patreon episode reading this article and going over yeah. it, but we could just talk about it here. Um, well, let's just see. Where did I go? Because they go into the science of it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, here, <clears throat> Jimmy I had blocked it off. We can, we can save this. Let's just say for yeah. simplicity, uh, talking about uh, how this could be, how the earth could be consumed. I'll, I'll do the last little paragraph here of, of this section that I had cordoned off here. Uh, for simplicity, let's break the earth up into just the mantle and the core. The mantle has a math of about uh, roughly four septillion kilograms and a density that averages about five kilograms per liter. Under pressure conditions at the surface of the earth, most mantle materials have densities that average about 3.3 kilograms per liter. Uh, most common is a mineral called olivine, better known as peridot. So once Jimmy got to those materials, they'd have a volume of about one septillion liters or about 11 septillion bytes. The core contains the remaining one septillion kilograms of the earth, and it almost completely made out of iron, which has a density of 7.9 kilograms per liter at the surface. Therefore, once expanded, you end up with about 200 sextillion liters or another one septillion bytes. That makes just over 12 septillion bytes in all. <laughs> it's a lot of bites to eat the world. <laughs> so yeah, I came across that. Jim, Jimmy would die. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy would die. Yeah, Jimmy would not survive. <laughs> I came across another one of these. Uh, I think this was the same one. This was the Winamp playlist. 1,136 oh, yeah. tracks in the playlist. Average track length, 4 minutes, 16 seconds. Eight, 80 hours, 52 minutes, 57 seconds. A lot of cool stuff in here. Alkaline Trio, Black Street, No Diggity. Nice. Uh, play on, Boss play Hog. Oh, okay, so anytime I see, when, whenever you see the band Husker Du, what do you think of? Uh, offspring, and I don't know why. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh, okay. Hus- Husker Du. This is, I, and I never really followed them. I think when I was younger, there was a guy that worked in my dad's auto parts shop that had a Husker Du shirt, but I'm not sure. I'm not even sure when Husker Du is a thing. This is this is what I think of. I'll put this into a watch together. <laughs> I love this scene. So you're going to tell me that you don't have no black cats, no Roman candles, <laughs> never seen screaming it. memes? No. Oh, come on, man. You don't got no lady fingers, buzz buttles, snicker bombs, church burners, finger blasters, gut busters, zippity doodahs, or crap flappers? No, I don't. You're going to stand there owning a fireworks stand and tell me you don't have no whistling bungholes, no spleen splitters, whisker biscuits, honky lighters, husker do's, husker don'ts, cherry bombs, <laughs> nips and dazers, with or without the scooter stick, or one single whistling kitty chaser? No. Because snakes and sparklers are the only ones I like. 
<laughs> that's what, no, that's what I it. always go back to. Husker do's, Husker don'ts. <laughs> <laughs> so what, anyway, what, that's what not. I, I got nothing else them. as far as track notes go. What do I equate them with? Uh, the Damn offspring. Yeah, I don't know. Offspring. Did does yeah, it come up? Uh, it just took me Husker. some articles that list them together, oh, yeah. but not like because like anybody in that band was in that band. Husker do. American yeah. punk rock band from St. Paul, Minnesota. It, if you look up Husker Du, go to their Wikipedia. The dude that's on the left looks like every musician out right right now. He's got the <laughs> yes, totally the, the handlebar mustache, striped shirt, slicked back hair. He kind of looks like John Krasinski. Yeah. Like remember when he puts on the fake mustache? You're and they right. go to... <laughs> that's who he looks like. <laughs> yep, John Krasinski. Yep. <laughs> But he's also wearing Alec Baldwin's shirt from Beetlejuice. <laughs> oh, you're right. Oh, man. <laughs> Weird. Greg Norton, Grand Hart, Bob Mould. All right. So there's Husker Du. That's a name I know. He's a producer now. Greg Norton? No. Bob Mould. Greg Norton is a comedian, I believe. Yeah, Bob Mould. What's Bob Mould doing? Musician, producer, singer. What has he produced? Husker Du, solo period, sugar... Second solar period, instruments, collabs, personal life, pop culture, discography. I was pretty sure he produced. Oh, bands produced. Anybody oh, Soul Asylum. Know? I guess the only one I'm familiar with. Huh. Low. Oh, yeah. Low. Okay. Yeah. All right. Duluth. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, all I have is that Consequences Sound acknowledges that the track exists because it's a long song. It's the longest on this release. <laughs> so it was like, which song is longest on this release? Scientific. <laughs> At 701 or 702. You'd mentioned well, song meanings. Let's go ahead and jump in there. Yes, go there. Um, we'll go over there. So here, here, yes, let me bring that up. So there were three entries to song meanings. The first two were just kind of praise for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Yeah, this one is the same thing that's on Genius, so there was no difference here. Um, Watch the Fireworks says, where is this song? I've never heard of it. Sounds like them. That was June 2nd, 2004. God, 21 years old. Now, uh, And then Chris, <laughs> Chris 69 says, you can find it on the 1994 self-title, which is out of print and really, really rare. You can find the album or just the song on Kazaa or Soul Seek. I definitely got it off Kazaa. Yeah. And then here's the one I was talking about. Mr. Grunge, July uh, 28th, 2015, says, 18 and 86, Quran, Surah 18, Ayah 86, until when he reached the setting of the sun, he found it as if setting in a spring of dark mud, and he found near it a people. Allah said, uh, Odul Karanian, either you punish them or else adopt them a way of goodness. So we have learned from Mitch that it actually is the A-team in 86 <laughs> but you know i like that people go go the distance and find these these uh intro this is and this is what i was hoping for I, the revelation that you gave me that it's 18 was was that what i needed i didn't get my seven, 77 satellites revelation but you know this that'll do the fact that they're mentioning a team one of my favorite shows from the 80s you know I, i'm not glad that was there so there's that uh do you have the shout box up um i'm pulling it up now there were a few things in there. There were. Um, you've got, let's start from the oldest one, December 31st, 2008. Invisible by, Indivisible by Three. The best track off their self-titled. Ninja Blaster agreed a few months later. And then in January of 2014, 
Ben Zander says, best track of self-titled agreed. Usury's pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. And how? While I'm here, let's look up Jimmy World Scientific and see if there's other entries. Oh, uh, yeah, good. Okay. Yes. Ah, uh, there, man, there's so many. Yep, at least tw- 15 or 20 here. So let's see if any of these, but not nearly as many uh, listeners. I'm interested. I'm going to open them all on a bunch of different tabs and see if any of these are the ones I'm scrobbling. <laughs> one's called Scientific Blame Donnie Darko. <laughs> Jimmy Eat World. Jimmy World Scientific. Jimmy Eat World Scientific Louder. <laughs> scientific, scientific. Blame scientific, Donkey slash. Darko. Blame Donkey Darko. Who's Donkey Darko? Oh, it says Darko? Donkey Darko. I thought Donnie Darko. <laughs> let's see who Donkey Darko is classic yeah scientific one has one scrabble by one listener scientific asterisk one scrabble one listener uh scientific blame donkey darko one scrabble one listener <laughs> two scrabbles two listeners 10 scientific uh one scrabble one listener a different one any of these and i'm checking do they have shop box or my scrabble so far no 10 14 108 nope who knows where my scrabbles went well let me go to my last fm page I only scrabbled it shortly ago. Scientific, it comes up with something. Your scrabble's one, and it's on the main page now. <laughs> Even though I listened to it many a time this evening. All right. Okay. No Jake T. O'Donnell this week. I do have one little post from the Facebook group. Yeah. Okay. Perry Go ahead and read that one. Stotts. Ricardo. Uh, this is Perry Stotts. Okay. And Perry uh, says, I think Jimmy World is king of songs that are six plus minutes long. Most of their albums have one or two, and most of them are incredible. Here's a breakdown by album. Self-titled, track 10, Scientific 701. Unfortunately, I'm not really familiar with this album. I have listened to it a couple of times, but that's about it. But this was Jimmy Eat World's first song that was over six minutes long. I suppose I, suppose I should listen to it more. Um. So from the same group, I have one from... Ricardo Montanari, January 6, 2022. Uh, So they actually linked to the scientific YouTube uh, video. Likes and hearts, but no comments. And he says, I heard that the band has a certain shame from this album. I don't understand. It's great. Raw and visceral. I consider this song one of the few progressive punk ever made. Should play live. So he likes it. It would rip live, and they have it would. It live. Yeah, yeah, at the end of their shows, huh? Not in a while. Um, and I do have all? one thing, yeah. one thing that showed up on Reddit. Oh? Uh, five months ago, Exile on Dayton Street, random poll, scientific versus your new aesthetic, the demo version. So just to give you a little backstory here, uh, scientific, taken off of the self-titled de- debut album that has been all but disavowed by the band and the fans. Tom, lead vocal, and maybe more of a Static Prevails feel, than most of the album versus your new aesthetic demo. Not the version you've heard on Clarity. It shares some lyrics and very little else. Definitely give this a listen if you hadn't before. Released on the Jimmy World EP a few months before the release of Clarity. There are 63 votes. Where do you believe those votes stand, David? Let's listen to a little bit of this. Oh, right. Okay. It's so clean. For your time, it's written out. 
On a Sunday. <laughs> on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Sixty-three votes. Your new aesthetic demo. I'm gonna say that it is forty-five eighteen. Your new aesthetic. Okay. Um and you give you gave uh, scientific a lot of uh <laughs> credit there. Uh it was fifty-eight to five, your new Whoa, aesthetic. Yeah, it wow. blew it out of the water, man. Shut out. Yeah. Probably because I mean, I guess you can go through and listen to the track that they linked there, but one, maybe when people saw that it was seven minutes and one second, and they go, ah, yeah, yeah, and then that, the how shit. long does he do this? <laughs> yeah, I know. We're like when did they start singing. Yeah. Oh yeah. So fifty-eight to five. Oof. Yeah. So there it is. That's all of my community. Stuff. I almost went fifty thirteen, which would have gotten me closer, I guess. Yeah. Um. Why don't you fire up text to speech? Because Megan Golding yes. has, a, has has a version of this song. I love it. No intro, but I can go ahead and give it one. Ah! Oh, that's not it. <laughs> that's... <laughs> ah, here it goes. I don't remember what it is. <laughs> <laughs> 20 million miles away like something coming in a tidal wave from outer space and it's so near step out of moving up you better stay on guard one defender disappeared and we want him back what are the kids going to be like in mr t it's all the same <laughs> Fortunate I'm still around. Science can't tell. Got it all wrong. The A-Team in 86, it focused in our minds. Wake up, take up, kill us all, I'm grown. Step on up. Moving up, you better stay on guard. One defender disappeared and we want him back. What are the kids going to be like in Mr. T? It's all the same. Fortunate I'm still around. Science can't tell. Got it all wrong. <laughs> oh man, it's so deep. Um, Blink One Fifty Five just found the uh, fake video uploads. They found the other ones with the little doily. Uh, um, <laughs> oh, the like the frame on it, ones? and that one did have the intro. So they played the intro on their show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like, "What the fuck is this music?" <laughs> Um, all right. Um, I, I'm down to my brave DJ. All right. Okay. What do you got? <laughs> so I started it where it goes, 20 million miles away. <laughs> Does that sound like a song to you? It sounded like Green Day, what you just did right now. Uh, mine is 99 scientific balloons. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> okay. I listened to it scientific once. balloons. <laughs> 99 red balloons. Uh, this is the Nina version, so it's not the Goldfinger version. It's okay. the OG. Mine's also from the 80s. Okay. I, uh, okay. I, I listened to it once. I felt like it worked. So let's give right. it a little bit of time. All right. So this mm. is 99 Scientific Balloons. <laughs> oh, no, that's Metro that I was thinking of. There we go. Oh, God. I forgot this intro. It sounds like <laughs> that dude you keep sending me. Yeah. 
This part's cool. <laughs> Still going. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I want to see if it can write itself. Let's see. This part's cool. It fell apart. I wanted it to work better. All right. So you had one one rave to Jay, right? I have one this rave is the, to Jay. The magical one you're talking about. It is. Yeah. It's All very right. good. Um, I was looking real quick if I could scroll back in our thing, if I could find that dude that shreds. Because, yeah, here we go. I added a beautiful guitar harmony to this iconic song. Usually they're songs I've never heard of, but are very much like in the realm of I probably should have heard of these songs, but the guitar playing sounds like the beginning of this song. <laughs> that was, that was my I favorite know. one I know of the all killers, of this. Yeah. The other ones I didn't know, but I forgot he did. Uh, <laughs> this one's called Mr. Darkside. That, that sounds like the beginning of Scientific for sure. Which I could now understand that 58 to 5. That's <laughs> <laughs> starting to make a lot of sense. I forgot the intro kind of went like that. Um, okay, so um, my rave to Jay is called Scientific Science. And I said, oh, dude, yes. not terrible. So here is Scientific Science. <laughs> hey! I like this part. Walk down, man. Yeah, it's really cool. I like the lead, like the Oingo Boingo lead over Scientific sounds good. 
Like the Oingo Boingo lead sounds pretty good. Yeah. In <laughs> Sweet outro. <laughs> I mean, there's so much going on, but it kind of just all works. Just so much Danny Elfman, like, oh, yeah, over it. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Skellington going crazy over here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, well, Justin, what are your final thoughts on the song Scientific by the band Jimmy World? Ah, man, I like it. I don't know if I'd go back and actively seek this song out. Um, I still wish I knew what those lyrics were in that in that. I know, 44 J-Pod, if you have any answers. Yeah, there's got to be someone out there that what knows the it, they can hear it. What are going to be like in Mr. T? Yeah, in, I like in it. Through your teeth. <laughs> I like it, don't love it. What about you? Yeah, yeah, same. I don't know, I'll probably forget about it. But... Um, <laughs> It was it was a fun research and a fun episode. So yeah. lots of comment talk. I, I, I dug that part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, there it is. Um if you find yourself uh um looking up at the night sky and you and you're feeling con- contemplative and uh and scientific, remember you're just a small cog in the universe and to be <laughs> excellent to each other. And party on dudes. <laughs>